Off the ball. Cristiano Ronaldo was offered to numerous clubs in the summer and no deal could have been done. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. All right, well, Israel on a Tunde, SPAR European Athletics Championship finalist, was this week at the launch of the SPAR College Fund, in which third-level students in Ireland have the chance to win two prizes of €5,000 each to support them this academic year. SPAR has teamed up with the fastest Irishman in history, Israel, and TikTok star Kian Mooney, and are calling on college students across Ireland to record a TikTok video in their local SPAR in under 10.17 seconds share it to Kian Mooney's TikTok channel to be in, in with a chance of winning. To find out more, you can, of course, visit www.spar.ie. Delighted to say, Ireland's fastest man in history, Israel Olatunde, is with me on the line. Israel, how are things? Yeah, not too much, Ian. Thanks, Thanks for having me. I'm sure you don't get uh, sick of being called Ireland's fastest man in history. It's it's a pretty cool title to have, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's a, bit, it's a bit strange at the same time, you know, to think that uh, <laughs> I can actually call myself that, but... Yeah, it's like this is a stuff of dreams, really. Like you kind of dream of moments like this when you're young and you're coming up in the sport. You know, it's always like a goal of mine. And to actually just see it, you know, come to fruition really means a lot to me. And I'm really grateful for all the support I've had and leading up to this point. Were you kind of blown away by the by the reaction after the the race in Munich and especially that when you broke the Irish record of Paul Hessian? I mean, it must have been quite extraordinary. I think you said yourself that you know you went viral after that and 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 became a bit of a household name here in Ireland as well. So. It must have uh, taken some time to get used to all to all of that. Um, yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty surprised to be honest. Um, just seeing the reaction of every, everybody. I think I remember after the race, like I didn't have my phone, so I didn't really know what was going on. Um, I remember the first time I called was my mom, and then I remember checking my social media and just seeing uh, everything kind of go a bit crazy. But I mean, it's, it really is like an honor to you know, just just to get that type of reaction and to make you know to put a smile on so many people's faces. Like that really means. I think that's really what made the moment so special and. Um, to share that moment with my family and my coach um, and just everyone that's helped me get to this point but also with the country as well um, it really is a great feeling and um, you know Paul Hassan as well I remember he reached out to me over Twitter and just sent me a really a lovely message so he's a great he's a, he's a, he's a class actor a great guy so I'm really um, honoured to kind of you know to carry on the mantle with um, of Irish Ireland's fastest one you, you you mentioned your mum there, and I know uh, she's been a, a big influence on your career as well, and, and both of your parents, in fact. But uh, I've heard you talking about the fact that your your dad claims he you got your speed from him. But uh, I know your mum was a sprinter back in the day. So so is it uh, is it an argument in the house as to where you got the speed from? I mean, it's not really an argument, but just if my if I'm not there and if my mom's not there, my dad's going to take credit. So but if I'm there, I'll I'll set the record straight and tell him that <laughs> it wasn't from him. Um, but now my mom, she used to run when she was uh, younger, so um, she was trying for a school and for a state as well. Um, and my sister was actually the one that kind of got me into athletics. She used to do athletics with her school, with secondary, secondary school, and uh, my mom used to take me along just to kind of watch them. And um, just from there, I kind of got interested in 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 it. And I guess the rest is just history. Really. How how important has the support been from from Dundalk? I know. Uh... Everyone from the town is, is is very supportive of you, and and it's kind of um, put the town on the map in, in more ways than one because it's 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 obviously a big sporting area as well. The soccer team and 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 uh, the Lyle Gaelic football team and, and all other sports kind of uh, takes out a stage in Dundalk. But uh, I'm sure that was nice to to kind of go go back home and kind of relax after the the, the atmosphere in Munich and and just and um, soak in the atmosphere back in Dundalk. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a friend of Docking, so it really means a lot to me to be able to, you know, obviously like we're famous for our football, but to, you know, shed a, a light in a different way, you know, in, in athletics, you know, obviously just Kate O'Connor as well, who's been doing amazing things, you know, to be able to share kind of the stage with, you know, athletes like her as well, it really means a lot to me. And just do the, do my turn, do the turn proud. Um, I got, I was getting loads of messages on Twitter and stuff like that, but from Dundalk, um, from Dundalk people just like, just giving me so much support and everything. That really meant a lot to me, for sure. You you mentioned Paul Hessian there, and, and that's a record, uh, hundred meters record nationally that that has stood for for quite some time. Um, and like even listening to Paul talking after after you broke the record, he was delighted that it was you that did it. Um, but he was also really interesting, um, kind of listening to Paul talking about the one hundred meters itself, and he, he was talking about how the mental side in the, in the hundred meters in particular is is nearly ninety percent in the head. Was the quote he he um, came out with? Would you would you agree with that? That it's kind of a discipline that that. Really, you have to be obviously physically strong, but but clearly mentally, it's uh, it's very important to be uh, at the top of your game as well. Yeah, hundred percent. I think you know in every any sport, you know the mental side is so important. It's, but I think especially in the hundred meters, when the margin is so fine, that like one you know misstep can you know, cost you, uh, it cost you a race really. So I think it's so important to be in the right mental state to get to produce your best and to to do what you need to do really. So that's something. That's, yeah, I'm still young, but it's something I've been working on um, over the last year, I guess, specifically with my coach, Dan Fogal, and something that we've kind of seen great improvements on, but still some improvements to be made. Um, but just even at the European Championships there, like, um, I was really proud of the way I kind of conducted myself, you know, in each, after each round. Um, it is toxic mentally, but um, it's just it's just part of the game, really, and you have to kind of learn how to deal with that, um, deal with the stress and with the pressure and to channel it into a positive way. Is able to kind of help you, I guess, in your performance. Do you kind of take take influence and and inspiration from from other sports people? I know just before we came on air, we were talking about the the Muhammad Ali poster behind me here, and I know you said you had, you had an Ali poster in, in your own bedroom. Like, are there sports people like that, whether they're past or present, that you kind of have taken inspiration from growing up? Yeah, hundred percent. I think at the moment, like Muhammad Ali probably is a, a person that you know, I'm kind of I can look up to and. I'm reading his one of his biographies right at the moment. Just learning about him as an athlete and as a person. Um, he's a very interesting character for sure. So I think there definitely is things to learn from him from the way he conducted himself for sure. Um, but in terms of sprinting, uh, there's a sprinter called Noel Lyles that you know, I kind of admire how he kind of runs his race. And that's something I'm trying to you know emulate. You know, he's so strong over the last 15 years, and that's something I'm trying to I've, I've improved on. But I think there is definitely improvements to be made. So I'm trying to kind of copy what some of the stuff he's kind of doing. It's funny when you mentioned the like the Ali biography. Like there was one I read a, f- a few years ago myself. Jonathan Ige, I think wrote wrote that's, that's, that's the one. one is it? Yeah, yeah. It, it? But it must be it must be fascinating from your perspective to read that book because you know although Ali was in a different sport, he he was also an individual athlete like yourself. Where I know you get to take part in the, the in the relay, which is you know I guess a team discipline. But but by and large, you're training by yourself, you're competing by yourself. So from that perspective, I guess you can see similarities and you know. The, the life of a boxer and the life of an athlete it's quite similar in some ways um yeah i guess so but i mean i wouldn't really it's i i, I wouldn't really describe athletics as like an individual sport you know um i guess you compete on your own and that's i guess competing is like the easy part because the hard part is you know the training and everything kind of leading up to the race but you know in that process you know, I have so much support from just my coach from my training partners uh, my family, just like I have a really good support system that, you know, helped me every step of the way. So it's hard to, you know, to take all the credit for um, any given performance when so many people have 
know how to handle what I'm kind of achieving today. How, how important is the is is the the coach uh, athlete dynamic? I know Daniel Kilgallen has been working with you for for a few years, and he's someone that's been very important to your to your progression over the last few years as well. And uh, am I right in saying that you, you went for a cheeky McDonald's maybe after the after the European final in, in Munich? It's you've obviously built up a relationship where it's 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 coach and, and athlete, but it's also a friendship now at this stage, I'd imagine. Yeah, the thing is, I think the coach-athlete relationship in any sport is vital, especially in, in a sport, I guess, like athletics, where, you know, is, is individual performance, really. Um, I think it's such, like, a great, like, responsibility, you know, to be a coach. And, you know, I have full trust in Daniel. Um, not going to give me a freedom, I guess, to just to, not to worry about some certain things. And he kind of takes care of a lot of things for me and for our, our training group. And you know, I'm just able to just show up to train and do whatever session he has prepared for me and listen to any feedback he gives me and try to improve on those things. Um, but yeah, after, after the final in Munich, we got back to the hotel. Um, things were a bit um, hectic at the hotel, so we kind of snuck out to get a cheeky McDonald's. Um, and just we just talked for, it was like what, 1 a.m. in the morning. We got back at like 3 or something. For a couple hours, just talking about like different things. But um, as you said, like obviously like we're coaching athletes, but we're also friends as well. And Remember Emma Dollar just talking about like random stuff that have nothing to do with the athletics. Um, but I think it is important to kind of have a coach that you trust and that you're able to, you know, kind of guess call your friend really. And I'm really blessed to have that. And, and and I guess even thinking before your your time with Daniel, you you would have had people like Jerry McArdle there in Dundalk who who obviously worked with you for years going up. So you, I, I'm sure, especially when you have moments like you did in Munich you probably are, are triggered to remember those people, the people that kind of helped you from, from the very outset of your career. Yeah, 100% for sure. Like Jeremy McCarthy, he's I still see him as one of my best friends and I see him as a mentor. And I was, I learned so much from him. And to be able to like share it, I, I, I really share this moment with him really meant a lot to me because you know, we, this, he's the one that kind of started everything. Really. He kind of took me in um, as a 15-year-old and just kind of developed me, I guess, as an athlete and as a person really as well. And um, when I started with Jerry, we didn't really... We just wanted to see how, like, we just want to see where things would go. We didn't really have any, um, I guess, ambitions of, you know, that would end up turning out like this. We just wanted to be the best, just be the best that we can be, really. And to see where things have gone really means a lot to me to be able to, you know, look back and share this moment with them. Uh, tell me, Israel, about the, about the burst spikes. This, this story kind of uh, popped up. Um, across your time in Munich, that you, you you seem to be bursting a couple of pairs of spikes, that which seems bizarre. It's like a golfer uh, breaking their club in half. Um, I'd imagine. So, uh, and it, it wasn't just one pair either. It was a couple of pairs. So that that was probably an indi- indication of how fast you were running. Yeah, I think this season I've gone through maybe like six pairs of spikes just from them bursting on me. Um, but yeah, like literally, I was doing my warm up before the final. I was actually doing my last run of my warm up. And I just felt, I felt my, I just felt the plate really. I heard a pop as well. And I turned back, I looked at Daniel, I gave him a smile. He already knew what happened because it's happened so many times this season. And, um, but you just have to roll with it really. You can't really think too much about it. I didn't, there's nowhere to get an extra pair there because I already burst a spike earlier, um, for the championship, um, in Munich. Um, I burst a spike during my last training session. So I didn't have a spare pair. I just go with it and wear the deflated pair for the final but I mean this is part of the game and you can't really think too much about the, uh, that in the moment you have to just get on with it really. so you managed to become Ireland's fastest man with a with a burst pair of spikes yeah pretty much that's what I'm going to tell my kids for sure yeah. <laughs> it, it must have taken a couple of hundred seconds you'd imagine off the, the potential time you could have got but at least you have a good excuse and you can, you can go again to break the record I suppose yeah. that's the plan I mean we'll see, we'll see what I can do with two proper functioning pairs of spikes 
it's funny. Like you, you strike me as someone who, who, who um, you know, you have a good head for it. You, you obviously downplay expectations. Like I, I remember you talking about, you know, in interviews before the championships in Munich, you, people were asking you, you know, whether you were, you wanted to make the semi final or the final or what your expectations were, and you, you know. You, you were kind of talking about how your goal was just to, to compete to the best of your abilities. So are, are you just the type of person that doesn't really put a, a figure on it, a time or, a, or a, you know, getting to a final? It's just compete and, and feel good after it, I guess, is the, is the attitude. Um, I guess, like, I would have, maybe, like, before the season starts, I would have kind of time goals that I, would, I want to achieve. But that's, even, even those are they're pretty loose. And it's just to... I just keep myself engaged, I guess, during the season, like, and, and all. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too strict with it. Like, I know, like, even with the time that I set, I can achieve like so much more as well. So I, I, don't, I wouldn't be too strict with, I guess, with the with, with the time I want to achieve. I just want to become the best I can become, you know. Um, just take each day one at a time and just see the small improvements we can make to to guess to build a bigger picture. Yeah, I, I know you're studying in, in your in your final year at the moment, Israel, for your your computer science degree there in UCD. Um, like it must take quite a bit of balancing between you know the running and and your academic studies and and having a social life and dealing with you know with your family as well. Um, how have you managed to maintain that? I know obviously you're, I'm sure your family and Sport Ireland and, and the university are all key cogs in that. But how do you find? Because a, a lot of athletes we speak to talk about you know burnout being a serious issue. So how, how do you find managing all all those different facets of your life? Yeah, there definitely is like you know kind of a lot to kind of try to fit in, but. You know, there is like a good, there's a lot of hours in the day. So I guess just like kind of managing your time well and setting priorities really like, um, you know, when I'm training, I'm training, when I'm studying, I'm studying. I'm not kind of, I set time aside to kind of do kind both and as well time for myself to just to relax and to spend time with friends as well. So I think now, especially that I'm a friend of your now, but I'm also living on campus in UCD. I have way more time to kind of do the things I kind of need to do, especially so. Um, I mean, it's it a bit of a juggling act, but you know, as you said, you know, I have a lot of support from you know my coach, my family, support Ireland, Alex Ireland, UCD as well, uh, to kind of you know just support me in any way I can. I know there was a lot of lot of controversy back in 2011. I, th- I remember when the the track closed down in UCD, the athletics track, and and then of course it was it was ripped up thereafter. But there's been a lot of good news over the last couple of weeks. We've had the a fairly significant donation from from a, a former past pupil, I think, an anonymous donation that has allowed this this new track to uh, to finally get there. So th- this must be a really exciting uh, time for all the athletes in UCD. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, to have, like, a track that we can call our own really, like, means a lot to all of us. And, um, yeah, it's just it's great for the college, for the club, and for the community as well to have the track. And it's just it's such a great facility. And I was, I was there for the opening day and just, like, seeing... It actually be come to fruition after all of this time. It really means a lot to all of us. It's a great facility. It's a world class track. Um, it's really going to be do wonders for I guess sport in Ireland like in general. Really, um, so really grateful for the donor. I think it was three million um, that was donated to towards the track, and you know it's just it's a brilliant it's brilliant to have really. Um, like when you mentioned there talking about the you know the fact that it is a team thing as well when when, when you look at team Ireland going to these events and and really uh, exceeding expectations and doing fantastically well what's it like for you when you're when you're at these events uh, like Munich where where you know you're you're watching other athletes as well like Rashid Adelecki and Kieran McGee and a, a couple of the big names at the moment like uh, it must give you quite a bit of joy and, and satisfaction to watch your your fellow Irish teammates achieving as well on the big stage yeah, hundred percent. You know, I, I'm I'm a fan of the sport, so I love like actually being there at the track and being able to watch. You know, people that I know, you know, do what they love, especially in person. You know, it's really great to see and 
kind of inspires you as well. You learn so much just from watching how other athletes just go about their business, not even just competing, just how they kind of act around the hotel and stuff like that. I'm learning so much from the older athletes and even the younger ones as well. And it's great because, like, over the last few years, you know, I've been going to these different championships and, you know, seeing people like Rashida Abeleke as well. Like, we've been going to championships together since 2018 and kind of, I guess, growing together. And it's great to see the kind of the heights that we're achieving now. And we know we're not done. We know there's so much more we can achieve. And um, it's just really great to see, like, and also the older athletes as well that you can kind of learn from and um, draw draw things from. So there's a great mix in the Irish camp, I guess, moving forward of experience on youth. So um, I think the future definitely is bright for Irish athletics, for sure. I know Rashida went down the the line of the NCAA and uh, joined the University of Texas and, and racing over there in in North America. Like, it, it, obviously, you'll have your final year in UCD to complete first. But are you are you thinking that far ahead as to you know what comes next? Is it pro offer? Is it go to the NCAA? Or are you keeping your options open at this point? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not that it's not that far into the future. I guess I, I'm, I'll be done UCD in May. So after that, I'll kind of assess my options and see. I guess what would be the best op- best route for me to take to just to better my development as an athlete and as a person, really. So, yeah, I have a few options at the moment. So, I'll take time over the next few weeks, you know, a few months to sit down with my family, with my coach as well, and just decide, you know, what would be best for us moving forward. It's the European indoors next. Is it up for you, uh, Israel, next March or so? Is it? Yeah, the European indoors will be uh, my next focus in Istanbul uh, in March. So, I've already qualified for that. So, now I can just focus on, I guess, just getting the best shape I can to produce the best performance um, that I can at the championship, for sure. Do you allow yourself to, to think ahead to, to the Olympics and give yourself targets, or is that just uh, too far ahead into the future to even worry about at the moment? I mean, it definitely is like a dream of mine to compete at the Olympics. It definitely is a target. But for now, I'm focused on just this winter of training, getting through it, um, just improving as much as I can really this winter, and then focus on European indoors, then for the outdoor season, European under-23s, and then World Championships, hopefully. And from there, we can focus on the 2024 season. I mentioned finally Israel at the, at the start of it as well. You're, you've been taking part this week in the, the, the SPAR College Fund, uh, promoting it as well. Third level students having the chance to win these two prizes of uh, 5,000 euro each uh, to support them across the academic year. Of course, uh, this year of all years with the rising cost of everything, it'd be a good year to, to win these. Um, so they've teamed up with yourself and Kian Mooney, the TikTok star, who a lot of people will be uh, familiar with. So uh, they have to record this TikTok video in their local spa in under 10.17 seconds, a time that, of course, means a lot to you. But uh, this is obviously a, a, a would be a huge thing for anyone to win, I'd imagine. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's for a great cause, you know, giving back to the students. You know, there's 10,000 euro for grabs, um, two prizes of 5,000 euro each. So it really is for a great cause. You know, being a student, it's not, it's not easy at all, especially financially. So um, for students to have the opportunity to win this from just from a bit of fun, really, you know, just making a TikTok, just showing your local sport in 10 seconds or less. It's a bit, a bit of fun, a bit of crack. And I think um, it's a great opportunity for um, for any student out there. I definitely would encourage you guys to get involved and to see um, if you can get the prize for sure. Well, listen, uh, if people want to find out more, they can they can visit uh, spar.ie, as I said. But uh, Israel, it's been a, an absolute pleasure to chat to you. No doubt we'll, we'll catch up again at some stage before the European indoors and uh, before the Olympics beyond that. So listen, appreciate your time this morning and um, up the town. Sure, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Good man. Israel and Sunday. Thanks a million. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.